Welcome inside the State Champ Studios for another edition of State Champs Hockey Time. I'm Jonathan Kitt, along with Sean Belegian. Sean, it's the last week of the regular season. Crazy flew by this year, John, but I'll tell you what, there are some great games all over the state this week. So, fantastic week last week. This week, unbelievable getting you ready for the playoffs. All of our State Champs programming is brought to you by Lawrence Technological University. To learn more about the Lawrence Tech hockey team, you can recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. State Champs Hockey Time is presented by our friends at the Alta Equipment Company. So, Sean, only two beanies this week for you. Are we done with this yet? Nope, not yet. A few more weeks. Maybe. I don't know, but we got two more. All right. So, first off, our friends from the west side of the state, Byron Center. Yeah, look at that, right? Yeah, look at that bulldog too. He's he's ready. I know she got a haircut too. You know, a lot of people were talking about your hair from the last show. Why why is that? It was kind of sticking up all over the place. Look at that. Go bulldogs. He's an angry bulldog too, right? He's he's kind of he's kind of mad. He wants to make another long run in division two. All right. And then down river we have Riverview Cabrini. That is a really cool logo. I like that. Look at that font. That's a really cool thing. So uh, great guys there. I met those guys a couple years back. Go Riverview Cabrini. So thank you as always, you guys. I appreciate it. And uh, glad I got the haircut. Yeah, got the haircut. Yeah, and I, I put should that get off. it tight like you. Yeah. Look at that. Look yeah. how tight mm-hmm. that thing nice is. Nice little fresh and tight. Yeah. I get lazy and just let it go. Mm-hmm. That's a that hockey story. here, you know, playoff here, right? Yeah. I, I Boy, I wish I could let the waterfall <laughs> go again. I, I uh, don't have the guts to do it, but. It was legendary back in the day. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, recap what happened across high school hockey last week, and let's talk about the game up north between Marquette and Kelly Met. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Marquette finds a way to get it done. Uh, they were, as, as you know, John, um, they were one of the talks of the showcase, no doubt about it. Uh, they're incredibly talented, and they're young. That's the thing that people have to you know, take into account, as well as they're playing very young team, Drew Delis. Uh, eight goals, 21 assists for 29 points. Uh, uh, Jacob Garrow, nine goals, 20 assists for 29 points. Kelly Met's a darn good team, too. You know Dan always gets the Copper Kings to go. And, Sean, you know, they went into a shootout, actually, after that game to decide the Heritage Cup. That's pretty cool. A little thing between uh, Calumet and Marquette. I mean, it goes to show you how even those teams were during the course of the year. And, yeah, everybody's talking about Marquette, rightfully so. Don't forget about the Copper Kings as well. All right, let's go to the mid-Michigan area for the game between Flint Powers and Saginaw Heritage. High-scoring affair, but Powers came out with a 6-4 to victory. Well, a couple of things jump out there. I mean, number one, Powers continues to show everybody that they're one of the best teams in the state. Might just be the team to beat in Division Three right now. I know, John, we've been talking them up and uh, for, for good reason. Eight straight wins now. Heritage is a darn good team. You know, I, I, JJ's done a tremendous job. They're young, and you've seen them kind of go like this during the course of the season. To play that tough against one of the best teams in the state, I, I think teams better beware of Saginaw Heritage once the playoff starts. All right, it was the Battle of Ann Arbor on Wednesday night between Ann Arbor Father Gabriel Shard and Ann Arbor Pioneer. Gabriel Shard went on the win 5-2 to two to win the Metro League West Division title. And congratulations to the Clint Robert. You know, he had 250 wins. He's one of the good guys. There's no doubt about that. Two good teams on this night. It was the Irish. Uh, you know, we've been talking up uh, Jack Waldo. He's been on our watch list. What a fantastic year he's having. 35 goals, 45 assists, 80 points. 
I don't want to forget about Pioneer. I know we brought him up a couple weeks ago, but they're having a really nice season as well. So, you know, John, we've said it a few times, and I think it bears repeating some good hockey being played in the Ann Arbor area. Midland Dow went out to the west side of the state to take on Byron Center last Friday afternoon, and they came out with a 3-0 victory. Yeah, they're getting hot at the right time. I mean, that's uh, four in a row. Now, uh, Billy Van Summeren continues his hot streak. He's at 30 goals. That's a dangerous team. Both of those teams are dangerous teams. You know, we, we mentioned Byron Center earlier and shout out again for the cap, but I, don't forget the run that they made last year. So, uh, But a nice win by Dow, especially on the road. And also, too, Midland Dow, they play Flint Powers on Tuesday night for the Saginaw Valley League title, and then possibly they can play them in the regionals. Yeah, that would be outstanding. You know, that that's one of the things that when I did the rankings, I had to bring that game up, John, because, again, just some fantastic games on the docket this week. Detroit Catholic Central took on Livonia Stevenson on Saturday night, and CC with a 5-1 to victory. They are still perfect on the season with in-state opponents. 33 straight. They haven't lost since February 18th last year when they lost to Cranbrook. And I didn't see this one, but by all accounts, it was a dominant effort uh, by Catholic Central. Look, they're the team to beat. I thought uh, Craig Peterson had a great line. Shout out to Petey. I thought he had a, a great line. He said, they're number one until they aren't. And and that's the way it is. I mean, they've been so darn dominant for so long that, yeah, they're number one until they aren't. Stevenson's going to be fine. You know, they had a nice weekend last weekend, a couple bumps in the road uh, this week. I know Coach Mitchell's looking to get some bodies back and, and, and get ready for a playoff run. And Mackenzie Soroki for Livonia Stevenson scored her third goal. Of the yeah, year. I think it's fantastic. Uh, you know, able to get on the board, especially at a team the caliber of uh, Catholic Central. But uh, Catholic Central, a, a convincing win by all accounts. On Saturday night, it was the 13th annual breast cancer awareness game between Gibraltar Carlson and the Riverview Cabrini Combined Squad. A great night. I was down there out in Trenton, you know, for a great cause. As for the game, Riverview Cabrini uh, came out with a 3-0 victory. Yeah, four wins in a row now, and they're limiting the opponents. There's only uh, three goals against in that uh, time frame. I hope I don't butcher this name, but uh, a guy that's having a really nice uh, year, Hayden Kieltaika. Did I get that right? Well, close enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, 24 points in 15 games. So, again, John, you know, this is the way that you want to be playing headed in the playoffs. You want to get some steam behind you, limiting opponents, and that's what they're doing right now. And you got a shout-out at the end of the game in the locker room. That was very nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's only below a kiss, too. Yeah, that was that was very nice. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was funny. The guy with, like, the cross on his face, like, ran into the camera and said that. So, shout-out to you guys. Uh, very, very appreciated. Thank you. Muskegon Mona Shores also had their breast cancer awareness game. And shout out to High Sticks. They made their jerseys for them for that game. I think that's awesome. And, you know, Coach Benedict, uh, such a, a good guy. Had a chance to talk to him. And obviously one of the best teams in the state right now. I love when the teams give back. I mean, that to me, uh, you know, if, if you have a platform where you can do something, do something. And you see so many teams around the state giving back, you know, for various causes. And it's just uh, that becomes a lifelong thing. It really does because uh, – you know, that, that feeling you get when, when you do something for others, that's something that you want to keep doing. So uh, it looks good on all of you guys. And congratulations to Salem head coach Ryan Asamacher. On Sunday afternoon, he got his 200th regular season victory. Yeah, way to go. He's done such a good job at, at Salem. He's such a good guy. He's a guy, John, quite frankly, I, I would hope he would agree the same. He's become a friend yeah. and 
fantastic. That's going to be a dangerous team. He always has a dangerous team. You know, it's it's funny. You talk about coaches. A lot of times we talk about Coach Markham, and you know what to expect when you when you play Houghton. Salem's a team like that. You know that you better work hard when you take on the Rocks. Yeah, one of his uh, regular season victories was a couple weeks ago against Midland Dow. He wore that purple bucket helmet there. Yeah, that that was uh, the that famous Thursday night game at the showcase after they pushed up the bus. State Champs Hockey Time is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Officials are needed, people. Become an official. Go to MHSA.com for details. Help wanted, just whistle. Hi, I'm Laura Ramos with DMC Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine. And today on Game Changers, we're going to be talking about instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization. How can I use it to improve my sports performance and maybe prevent an injury. Instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization is a specialized massage technique that uses plastic or most commonly stainless steel tools. These tools are used to assess and treat muscles, tendons, fascia, and ligaments. Studies have shown that instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization can decrease pain, increase range of motion, increase strength, and turn on the neurologic system. Sophia is here today from Notre Dame Prep High School to help me demonstrate how to do instrument-assisted soft tissue to improve hamstring flexibility. Here we go. First, start out by testing your hamstring flexibility. Lifting one leg up nice and straight, see how high you can go. We're gonna measure how high she can go. Now she's starting to feel a pull. Go ahead and go down. Turn over, and now we're gonna do the instrument-assisted soft tissue. Again, always have this done by a certified professional. This is an emollient, just like a massage cream that we put on the skin first. This will help lubricate and allow my stainless steel tool to glide over the soft tissue where I'm gonna feel all of the different restrictions. This is performed for about two to three minutes over one muscle area. When we're done with the instrument-assisted soft tissue, we're gonna reassess. Let's see what your hamstring flexibility looks like. Laying flat again, raise this knee with the knee straight, see how high up you can go. Wow, look at the improvement in that flexibility by using instrument-assisted soft tissue. Instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization should always be performed by a certified professional. So if you have an injury, or you're looking to improve your sports performance, contact the team at DMC Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine. Do you have a sports injury or are you just looking to take your game to the next level? Then go where the pros go. DMC Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine. For immediate care, call 313-910-9328 or visit dmc.org slash game changers. All right, it's time now for our Coach's Corner, brought to you by our friends at the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. I'm joined today by the head coach at Flint Powers Catholic is Travis Perry. Travis, welcome to Hockey Talk. Thanks for having me. All right, so first off, I made sure that there was no jerseys behind me so that if it doesn't fall, you don't have like a weird reaction and then you get turned into a t-shirt. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I definitely don't want to end up on a t-shirt or uh, all of our social media, so I appreciate it. You know, next week, does the playoffs start? Talk about you guys' regular season. Yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting season, like they all are. They're all a little different. Um, 
I think this team is, is, is coming together at the right time. Uh, I think we're battle-tested. Um, obviously, we got three tough games this week to finish off the regular season. But yeah, just looking forward to the, the playoffs. I mean, it, again, we had a tough schedule uh, this season to kind of get us ready for that, that stretch run. And uh, we're hoping it, it's going to pay dividends down here at the, the last couple weeks. And just talk about how tough Division Three is going to be these next few weeks. You know, uh, like I said earlier, my, it's my 16th year. I think Division Three is probably the toughest it's ever been. Um, you know, you got 10 or more teams that could probably make a case for, for getting to the Final Four and, and making a, a run when they get down there. So especially the quarters in are going to be the, the, some of the toughest games we've seen in a long time. And just talk about your region quick. Uh, you, you guys would be playing Midland Dow for the Saginaw Valley League title on Tuesday. You guys could possibly play them again in the regional finals. Yeah, you know, Dow's a tough team. Um, they played us really tough last year. We played them twice last year and beat them by a goal both times. They have 15 seniors. They're big, they're tough, they're physical. They have one of the better players in Michigan, in my opinion. All right, so we just recently added Nick Kurdiak into our wall award, you know, the top goalie in the state. Just talk about his play throughout the season. Yeah, Nick is uh, he's one of those goalies that shines at, at the big, during the biggest games. Um, I think growing up, his uh, you know his teams here in Flint won I think two or three state championships, and, and he he piggybacked them the whole way there. Um, and I think you know the bigger the game, the bigger the better he plays. Um, I think he's a pretty athletic goalie, makes that second and third save. Um, but yeah, we'd love to have him back there in the in the net in the big games. And just lastly, just how excited are you guys for next week when the playoffs start? You know, it's a different feel uh, when you start walking on the rink and it's still light out. Uh, that's a big one, too. I think uh, as the time changes, it, it gets a little easier. Um, you know, this group was brand new last year. We had uh, so many young guys and and they went to the semis last year. And it was a weird year, obviously, with COVID, not a lot of fans. And I'm excited for them to have a good experience uh, in the playoffs and then hopefully we'll make a little bit of a run here. Well, thank you for taking the time here on Hockey Time, Travis. And there's no bloopers, and you won't be getting a T-shirt made out of you. Hey, you know what? I appreciate it. That's a positive in my book. <laughs> uh, thanks for all that you guys do for high school hockey. And that was our Coach's Corner, brought to you by our friends at the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. All right, it's time now for our Warrior Hockey Player of the Year update. So, Sean, the top 10 stays the same, and we're going to freeze our top 10 after the regional final. That sounds good to me. Outstanding. And this week we're going to be talking about Jackson Riley from Calumet. He's got 38 points in 21 games, 14 goals amongst them. John, he's a guy that so many coaches talked about him before the season started, but this is the key. So many coaches talked about him during the season. I'm not going to name any names, but both you and I were on text messages from the opposition texting us saying, hey, we just got back from our trip. This kid is something. He is the real deal. And I'll tell you what, that is something that jumps out to me. When the opposition takes the time to talk up a guy from another team, you know that that is a special thing. When you can skate the way he does and you're all over the ice the way he is, uh, that is something that all coaches love. All right, you can cast your vote for Jackson and the rest of the top 10 at our website at statechampsnetwork.com. And that was our Warrior Hockey Player of the Year update.
I'm Elizabeth Kuhn and the physical therapy and sports medicine team with the DMC and state champs have been together now for three years, producing weekly quick hitting segments designed to make you a faster, stronger and healthier athlete. Our own Jonathan Kidd had a chance to talk with Dr. Steven Slocken from the DMC about growth plate fractures that occur during participation in competitive sports, especially contact sports like hockey. Today we are joined by Dr. Steven Slocken, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon at the Detroit Medical Center to talk about growth plate injuries. This is a particularly important topic because the growth plate is the weak link in growing athlete's body and is more likely to be injured than the surrounding bone, muscle, or ligaments. According to the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, one-third of all growth plate fractures occur during participation in competitive sports, especially contact sports like hockey. So we are very grateful Dr. Slocken can join us today to talk more about growth plate injuries, how to prevent them, and the importance of proper treatment and management of growth plate injuries. Dr. Slocken, thank you for very much for joining us here on Hockey Time. John, thanks a lot for having me. It's really great to be here. All right, so our first question is, what is a growth plate? Uh, so first of all, a growth plate is something that's pretty unique to uh, children, especially their bones. Um, and simply, it's the area of the bone that's responsible for the growth. Uh, you know, it's kind of an, an obvious answer. Um, a little bit more specifically, it's a highly specialized and organized area that has all sort of the precursor bone components. And that way, it can cause the bones to grow long as well as wide. At what age do growth plates close? So it's actually a more complicated question than it seems. So uh, at first glance, pretty much most growth plates close around the time that children stop growing. Kind of average 16 years when you're a boy, maybe about 14 years when you're a girl. But different growth plates actually close. When they say close, meaning they don't function to grow anymore. Mm. Uh, they grow, they actually close at different times. So for example, some might close around 14 or 16, but some like the most inner part of your collarbone doesn't close until 22, 23 years old. So they have kind of differing characteristics. How can growth plate injuries occur either by singular event, trauma or overuse? So pretty much exactly like you just said, actually, you probably answered a couple of the, the, the ways that happens. Um, I would say for hockey, which is particularly uh, important for your audience, uh, the most common reason is probably the two you mentioned, which is trauma, like an accident, a fall, a hit, um, a, um, a check, something like that, where you can have an actual fracture and the fracture line goes near the growth plate. So commonly around wrists is what we see with a lot of kids. Uh, you can also have overuse injuries. So we see this pretty commonly and not commonly, but we see this in gymnasts, especially um, when they're doing a lot of impact sports, when they're up on their hands or they're falling down or they're jumping. Um, and we also see it in baseball players, for example, that can have overuse injuries around their shoulders or their elbows. So those are the most common areas. But um, growth plates can pretty much be injured or affected in almost any aspect. Sometimes it's a nature of the way that your body grows that can cause the growth plates to weaken and that can cause a problem. Um, you can have infections, for example, that happen near to the growth plates, and that can cause injuries and problems. Uh, you can even have cancers, unfortunately, that we see in children sometimes that affect the growth plates as well. So there's a whole host of reasons for how you can get an injury to your growth plate. But for this audience and this particular topic that we're talking about, the most common reason by and large is usually trauma and accidents. At what age are kids are at most risk for growth plate injuries? So um, the fact that kids have growth plates, the actual answer is you can have a problem 
pretty much at any age as long as you're a growing child. However, there are still ages that are a little bit more common, um, and those are usually around the peak of adolescence, the peak of the growth spurts. So maybe around you know, age 10 to 12 or so for girls, and maybe around 11 to 13 for boys. Um, and the reason for this is usually that's kind of the time period by which the growth plates are starting to close. They're starting to have characteristics of adult bone, which is completely bone, and child bone, which has some cartilage components. So there's components of a little bit of a weaker component and a little bit of a stronger component. And the other part that's unique to this age group is this is usually the times when kids or adolescents are bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, they're more active, they're doing usually crazier things, they're doing more interesting things, they're doing more athletic things. So they're kind of at risk based on a lot of times their activities as well. So they kind of all kind of go together to make them especially vulnerable to growth plate injuries around this age group. And how are growth plate injuries treated? That's a great question. So the first way that they're treated is by identification of there being an injury in the first place. And this is usually through an x-ray. Uh, so for example, if we're talking about fractures, let's say, so let's say a hockey player gets checked and he falls and he's got pain in his wrist and he comes to see someone like me, uh, we take an x-ray, we can actually see a fracture line that goes into his growth plate, or sometimes the whole growth plate is shifted off where it should be. Um, so the first step is always identification of there being a problem. Uh, and then the second step is to try to get the growth plate lined up as perfectly as possible. Because in reality, you want the bone to be perfect position so it could do its job, which is to grow appropriately. Um, if you can't get it perfectly, then we have to use other ways of holding it. Like in surgery, we can use hardware, we can use instruments to hold it into a certain position. Um, sometimes you can't do anything and you just kind of have to do other things to, to make it work. Um, but the first step is identification. The step, second step is trying to align it appropriately. Um, and then the third step is actually watching to see how it actually responds to whatever that insult was. So we can identify an injury, but sometimes there's no problem and the growth plate grows appropriately. Other times we then have to do different things, which I think is leading on to the next question about what happens if they're not treated appropriately. All right. So uh, let's talk about that. You know, if growth plate injuries are not properly managed and treated, what complications could develop later on? Yeah, so this is probably one of the biggest um, the the biggest issues with uh, kids that have injuries to their growth plates. So to back up a step, if there is an injury to a growth plate, it manifests itself in probably two main ways. One way is the whole entire growth plate can be injured, and so since the growth plate's responsible for growth, if the whole growth plate's injured, it doesn't grow. So if you're pretty much done growing it's not really going to be a problem for you. However, if you're eight years old and you have, like I mentioned, a boy and you have about eight years of growth left, that's going to be a big problem. And so you could have, for example, a leg length difference that's pretty big from one leg to the other leg. You could have an arm that's different lengths. So these can manifest themselves in those particular ways if the whole growth plate is shut down and doesn't grow. The other way that the growth plate can be injured is part of it grows and the other part doesn't. And that creates an angulation. And so that's another problem that we have to treat. So to answer your question, the way that we treat them is, first of all, we watch them to make sure that they sort of grow normally. And if they don't, then the, the main ways we treat them are, one, to totally stop the growth if it's going to cause an angle problem, or two, to work on the other side to make sure the legs are equal, or three, to actually do surgery to create um, more equal legs or arms that are not angled anymore. And there's different ways we do that. Simplistically, you can remove the area of injury uh, with a surgery, uh, or two, you can try to equal out the legs. Um, and sometimes you can even lengthen bones, which sounds pretty crazy, but it's one of the things we can definitely do to treat injuries of growth plates, even if they're found at an early age. 
All right. So, Dr. Stephen Slocken, thank you for taking the time uh, for a few minutes on the State Champs Hockey Time show. And um, thanks for joining us. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me. All right. The DMC is the official health care provider for the Detroit Red Wings. If you have a sport injury, go where the pros go. The orthopedic and sports medicine team at the Detroit Medical Center. To learn more, visit dmc.org slash sports or call 1-888-300-DOCS. For more than 25 years, the greatest honor a Michigan high school student athlete can earn, the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's High School Athlete of the Year. You're one of the tops in your sport. Prioritize education and giving back. Like Cassius Winston, Megan Bobian, Rakia Jackson, and Aiden Hutchinson did. Six male and six female nominees earn $1,000 of scholarship money with $5,000 each to be awarded at an amazing red carpet gala in downtown Detroit in June. Nominations accepted through March 4th, but know this, you cannot be nominated if you don't apply. Download the application today at DACAthleteoftheyear.com. All right, it's time now for our Wall Award update brought to you by our friends at Warrior Hockey. Sean, the top 10 stays the same, and we're going to freeze our top 10 after the regional finals. Yeah, and you know, this week we're talking about a special guy, a guy that uh, Coach Gadwa told me about when we were at the KLAA Media Day, and that's, uh, of course, Cam Reagan out in Heartland. You know, the one thing that Coach Gadwa told me when I talked to him is he said, wait till you see this kid's compete level. And, and John, you've seen him play. I've seen him play. For the benefit of people out there that seen him play, you'll agree. You can see his compete level. You know, this is a guy that doesn't give up on plays. He moves very well for a bigger guy, and he is a major reason why, yet again, Hartland looks to be the team to beat in Division Two. Cam Reagan has been everything as advertised. You can cast your vote for Cam and the rest of the top 10 at our website at statechampsnetwork.com. Good luck to the goalies in the upcoming MHSA Hockey Playoffs. And that was our Wall Award update brought to you by our friends at Warrior Hockey. I'm Elizabeth Kuhn, and State Champs Hockey Time is brought to you by High Sticks. Is your hockey team looking for new jerseys or apparel? The founders of High Sticks have a mission to design and create top-of-the-line jerseys for player comfort and style. Contact High Sticks at HighSticks.com. They are ready to outfit your team in new jerseys and team apparel. Now we go back to Jonathan and Sean as they preview the week ahead in high school hockey. All right, Sean, it's the last week of the regular season. We have some big games coming up, and let's start on Wednesday. Brighton going on the road at Brothers. Yeah, what a monster playoff primer for both of these teams. They're two dangerous teams. Two teams that you have to put in the mix in their respective divisions. Teams that could go all the way. What better way to get ready for the playoff than to have a game like this? The orange and black on both sides. That's going to be a dandy out in Oak Park. Also on Wednesday night, number four, Warren Sal taking on number one, Detroit Catholic Center. That's another one. And, you know, there are some people out there that think that the Pilots might be the best team in the state. They're going to have an opportunity to do it out at USA Hockey Arena. John, I'm going to try to get out there uh, for that one. Like both of these teams a lot, the Pilots, uh, they've lived up to all the expectations. They were a team that a lot of people were talking up before the season started, if you remember, John. And you know what? They backed it up all year, and they're not done yet. 
On Thursday night, we have Lake Orion going on the road at Gross Point South. You know, the Dragons have been a good team for a long time now. Um, they've got three straight wins. Uh, this is going to be a tough test. GPS, when you look at their schedule, they can play with anybody. They have played with anybody, and everybody picked up some wins along the way. So that's going to be a big test for the Dragons. And we have Houghton taking on Marquette on Thursday night. Oh, man, I wish I could go up there for that, right? I mean, or you can clone you? In my mind, yeah, the cloning job again. In my mind, I mean, you're talking about two top ten teams. I mean, both Houghton and, and Marquette, um, two teams that you better keep an eye on in their respective divisions as well. On Friday night, we have number five, Lavonia Stevenson, going on the road at second-rate front out. Yeah, what a great matchup that will be. I know Coach Mitchell wants to get some bodies back. Maybe he's got them back for that game. Get them ready for the playoffs. And uh, for Flint Powers, hey, John, right now, as I'm sitting here, I I think they're the second-best team in the state. I really do. So that's a great test for both of those guys, two guys that have done a heck of a job for a long time in Coach Mitchell and Coach Perry. On the west side of state on Friday night, we have Byron Center taking on Granville. Two top 25 teams looking to punch that ticket on a return trip to USA Hockey Arena. Again, so many of these are, John, what I call uh, playoff primers. Getting yourself ready uh, for that long grind and trying to get yourself back in USA Hockey Arena. As I mentioned, two top 25 teams, that'll be a good one. On Saturday afternoon, we have Ann Arbor Father Gabriel Shard taking on Celine. Well, you know, we talked up uh, the Irish earlier. Clint does such a good job there. I'll tell you what, Celine has won four or five, and they look really good at the showcase. Coach Zagata, Coach Peterson, the entire staff, they're doing a good job with that team. They're a young team as well, but a team on the rise. And on Saturday, we have the OAA Max Showcase. Yeah, just good hockey, John. I, I mean, uh, Lance Cruz is Lance Cruz Unified has been ranked. Marysville's having a heck of a season. Romeo's having a good year. You know, Bob Hall always does a good job uh, with Ike. Shout out to my cousin at SCS Unified as well. You know, BU has been ranked. M1 has been ranked. Lake Orion, as we talked about earlier, always in the in the in the mix. I love to see these programs go on the rise and, 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 and not only play each other, but get themselves ready for their playoff runs as well. All right. It's the playoff next week. Can't wait. Just love starting, it. man. Back to the three weeks. You know, you know, a couple years ago, we had the three, started the three I'm weeks. I'm not taking vacation this not year. Taking vac- not, not taking a vacation? Not going to Florida? Not, not later, but later. Not, not, no. not. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> honestly, last year, so many people busted me for this. You got to remember. You. St- yeah, when I made my plans. Yeah. The schedule was one thing, and then the schedule changed. Yep. And there's nothing you could do. So, yep. oh, did people give me garbage for that? Job? I didn't. I didn't give you. You probably did. No, no, I, no, no. But no, listen, no. people love to give me garbage, and that's <laughs> yeah. okay. But no, I no. Honestly, I'm looking forward to it. I, I know I'll be calling some of the games at USA Hockey Arena again, and uh, I know both you and I will be out during the course of the playoff. Uh, if there's a playoff game in in the area, you know, I'm I'm going to try to get out there every night because it's the best time of the year. It really is. Yeah, we're going to be making our predictions next week, so that's always going to be the fun one. Yeah, a lot of fun, no doubt about it. Now, Barbecue Mike is going to join us, and we had fun doing that last year, although somebody dominated. I don't know who. But, uh, no, uh, listen, it was – it was no, it, it's it's fun, and uh, you know what they say about predictions anyway, so. Well, my favorite part, too, is when uh, they start texting us, either don't pick us, or, you know, why are you not picking us? Yeah. It's always fun with that. Or, you know, they get us at the end of the year at the, at the finals. Oh, yeah. That was – I know the Cranbrook guys had a lot of fun with me last year. You know, Trenton's was, had some fun with us. Oh, they've oh, yeah. had some fun with me in the past. Yeah, with no, the jersey. No, no doubt about Yeah, that yeah. was uh, 
No, it's yeah. it's it's fun, and that's I mean the beauty of it is you have the opportunity, you know, when when these games come up, John, to forget about proving other people wrong, prove something to yourself, and uh, it's great, you know, the commitment that the kids put in and and the coaching staffs and everything. It's to me, it's all about the kids, and that's the beauty of the playoffs. Well, that's it for another edition of State Champs Hockey Time. Good luck to everyone next week in the MHSA playoffs. So, Sean, see you at the ring. State Champs Hockey Time is presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports. Visit ltuathletics.com and recruit yourself. Also presented by Alta Equipment Company, Michigan's number one construction equipment provider with over 40 brands. Get the right equipment for your project every time. Also brought to you by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. For all things Michigan High School Hockey, go to the hub, M-I-H-S-HockeyHub.com. The Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Detroit Medical Center Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine. Do you have a sports injury or are you just looking to take your game to the next level? Go where the pros go. Visit dmc.org slash game changers. Warrior Hockey. And by High Sticks. Is your hockey team looking for new jerseys or apparel? Contact High Sticks at hystyx.com. They are ready to outfit your team in new jerseys and team apparel.